Welcome to the second season of I Race, Inspiring Recovery Actively Through Commitment to Exercise. I'm your hostess, Candy Kane. Hey, 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 what's happening, y'all? In this episode, I'm recording from Disney World. I am taking the Dopey Challenge with my best friend, Denise. For those of you that are just now joining the show, I'm a disabled veteran. On December 5th, 1999, I had an accident while serving in Germany. We skid on black ice, we flipped over multiple times. The NCO behind me flew into the back of my neck. I sustained traumatic brain injury, a spinal cord injury, a punctured lung, and they told me that I would never walk again. I was left traumatized and paralyzed. I am now a marathoner. I am now walking. I have a slew of medical issues, but I am not letting those things define me. I am moving forward. In this episode, I'm joined by Denise, who was my caregiver for the first six to eight months of my injury. We have grown to become friends, best friends, in fact. We don't talk every day. We talk more now than we have in the past 20 years. I didn't know that I was going to go through during the Dopey Challenge. I had no idea what I was going to endure. I did know that the challenge was a 5K, a 10K, a half, and a marathon. And during this trip, I learned a great deal. The first thing that I learned was that I did not make it home in 20 days. I had believed that I had gotten home from my accident a lot faster than what I was led to believe. I did a lot of laughing in the recording, but all in all, I was a little hurt. I couldn't believe that I had been lied to, but it happens. Take a listen. Welcome to I Race. You are tuned into I Race Podcast. Podcast with your hostess Candy Kane. Welcome to I Race. You are tuned into I Race. What you don't know about Denise is that she is a caregiver. Whenever you're recovering or going through, it's always nice to have support. My support came from the support of a stranger. I believe that God placed her in my life, and I am very thankful for her. When you're recovering, you have to have support. I believe the support that you have in those moments help define you. It helps. And when I say define, I mean it either makes you or it breaks you because God did not put us here to be alone. So how did you end up 
on this trip? Why are you on this trip? What is your purpose? I got tricked. You got tricked? Let me stop. You, know, you asked me to come and be your caregiver. Oh. And I know you feel like maybe I shouldn't have did that because she been on my self. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice. I like that. Oh, my. Why, wow, like asphalt? Is that what you were trying to get at? Right on it. <laughs> Denise, how long have I known you? Oh, my God. Let's see. 20 years? At least 22 years. Why 22? I knew you two years before that. Mm -hmm. Did I? Yeah, because you were in Germany two years before that, and I couldn't stay in Europe. No, I didn't get that in 1998. I got there January 24th, 1998. My accident happened December 5th, 1999. So, and January... Trevor, no, because Trevor was not in daycare. January 98. Uh-uh. I, Trevor went in daycare then. We didn't talk, but I knew of you. And I didn't like you. And I sometimes I still don't like you. Why didn't you like me then? Because the last time I heard was, because you was too happy in the morning at 4 o'clock. I'm like, you married Yeah, when you finally did get your son in daycare, I was already there. And no, I didn't like you. You always used to come in. I used to still be sleeping. At that point in my life, I wasn't a morning person. Now I'm good. <laughs> I am a night person now. I got old. <laughs> I have collapsed on the bed. I was like, yeah, I know, yeah. I have been a morning person. I am not a, a night person, not at all. But, um, so you didn't like me. And so how did you go from not liking me to liking me? Or halfway liking me? Or tolerating me? Whatever you want to call it. Do we have to go over that? Yeah, we do have to go over there because I really want to know. So, your neighbor, Cheryl, mm -hmm. um, called my husband, who was your Mason brother at the time, and told him that you had got into a car accident. Time out. So, my Masonic brother, okay, so, Cheryl called Fuller. Yes. Were you a star then? No, I was not. I thought you were. No, ma'am, I was not. Yes, you were. No, I was not. Okay, maybe you know. Okay, you believe you were. Okay, I believe you too. I became a star shortly after your accident. And no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Because I was there when you became OBS. Yes, and I was whole. No. I was not disabled. No. I remember being. I remember when you were. Yes, I'm telling you. I you were normal you because you hated me then. And that's that part of the reason. Went to Red House. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes, you already was OES because there would be no reason why you would have showed up. Well, that, it would have been because if my husband said go, we were going. Yeah, but so, that's why he. That's why you. She went. didn't call me. She called my husband. Of course she did. But anyway. And um. And said that you had been in an accident. So my husband, at the time, being the man that he was. He said, get up, get dressed. We got to go check on Candace. And I was like, Candace who? <laughs> he said, Candace, the one that you don't like. I said, oh, you can go. He said, no, get up, get dressed. We need to go. I was like, okay. So when we get to the hospital, they wouldn't let him in. Why? I guess because he was a man. I don't know. 
<laughs> but um, because I was wondering, I know I didn't see him because they wouldn't let him in. So he told me I have to do my wifely duties and go in and come back out so he could call the other brothers. So when I went in there, your neighbor was in there bawling out of control. You can stop rolling your eyes now. I haven't even heard from her since. Like, I don't. She was in there bawling out of control. And at that moment, you opened your eye. And I was the first one you saw. And you tried to talk. I remember And you that. said, um, I can't remember exactly what you said. Oh, you kept saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? Where am I? Mm. And I said, you're okay. And I made your neighbor leave the room. Yes. Now, see, that I do remember. You were like, get up out of here. She don't need to hear all that. Get out of her face crying. I remember hearing that. And then after that, all I remember is black. Then the nurse came in and she said, um, she's going to need somebody. And I and I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to get back with you on that. Let me make sure. And everybody that volunteered to take care of you, I didn't like them either. <laughs> I did not only didn't like them, I didn't trust them either to give you what you needed. And um, your mother came back because she had just left. Your mother came back. She had just left the country. So she was there visiting. Mm -hmm. She left and found out that I was in the hospital and flew to Germany. And that's when I met your mother. Right. And I never forget, she looked at me and she said, I can't live in Germany. I have to go back to work. <laughs> I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of her. I got her. And she said, Candace is going to need a lot of work. I said, I know. I got it. I said, my husband is getting deployed. I got her. And all I could ever think about is what the freaking fracking stuff <laughs> I done got myself into. But your mommy was so sweet, I could not let her worry. And she's been my friend ever since. So you did it for my mama? No, I didn't do it for your mama. Oh, okay. Well, you said she I was did so it nice. For you? Mm hmm. But you didn't like me. I did it for you because you didn't want anyone else to touch you <laughs> in the hospital to include the nurses. I didn't because trust Because the first person you opened your eyes to every morning was me. Every day you were in the hospital. I was the first person you opened your eyes to every morning. And then when it got time for you to be moved to lawn stool, I remember that. That almost broke my heart. Because it was Until far. they told me I could go with you. What? So, yes. I was in Longstone with you for about five days. Oh, wow. So, you were there that. when I yes. had the emergency surgery? Yes. See, I don't remember anything because it was an emergency surgery. I was the one your mother let do everything for you after she left. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. that. No, none of that. I remember... I was the one that came and picked you up from Longstool when it was time for you to come home. 
I remember that, I think. And I was Yeah, because I stayed at your house. Yes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I don't remember there. any of that other stuff. I was there for the five days when you went from the German hospital and they took you to Longstool. And um, my... So I was only in the German hospital for five days? No, you were in the German hospital for almost a month. Not, couldn't have been almost a month because it that's almost it. almost a month. Yeah, but the, yeah, because, okay, this is the like deal. So, three weeks. Well, the deal is the accident happened on December 5th. Mm-hmm. I was home on Christmas Eve. No, you was not. I was. No, you was not. I wasn't. Why no, did, ma'am. so they made me believe it was Christmas yes. Eve? Yes. <laughs> we had Christmas and everything at home. They lied to me. Yes, they did. Oh, that sucks. Because everybody keeps asking me, and I keep telling them, I was home in a month. Candace. What? Do you not know? No, you don't know. I don't know. And I've been telling this story on this podcast, and I honestly do not know the story. You were extremely messed up. Uh, no kidding. They. Traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury. I get it. That you would never walk again. Yeah. And I, I said, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> And they were like, what do you mean? I said, no, nah, we're not doing that. I said, she's she's going to be fine. And the German lady, who was your nurse. She was sweet. She was the sweetest lady in there. And you used to be so mean to that lady. She told me that. She was like, you used to be nice to me. And now you're not anymore. And she said, I think it might be your medication. And um, honestly, I had the medication. I promise you. Because I could hear them speaking Deutsch. I thought I was in a concentration camp with Hitler. So, because she had an accent, I thought they were like trying to kill me. I thought, I kid you not, I thought I was in a concentration camp. Thought I was Jewish. all The whole nine. And then I had this weird dream that Drew, my ex-husband. Tried to kill you. Well, no, no, no. Not that he tried to kill me. He was going to rescue me. So, he was a getaway car. And he had dressed up. Now, this is really bizarre. How could he be in the getaway car? And dress up like my aunt. And my mom push my dress up like my mama. And my aunt push him in to kidnap me and take me to that loud booming system car. Kid you not. And he didn't even have a cutlass supreme in Germany. I mean, literally. I had brain trauma and then I had that the the medication. So I that's all skewed. I told you. Rita Moreno came to visit me. From the electric company to tell me, are you laughing at me? I'm so serious. I'm telling you, and I told my mom Rita Moreno came. She was like, oh, well, that's nice, baby. I'm like, I don't even think she knew who that woman was. Because I promise you. And then I told them that I could walk. And they believed that I could walk. At least she said she believed I could walk. Till I got up and tried to walk. That was a lawn stool. Tried to get up and walk and tore up everything. I fell on the floor. Cords and everything were... Just falling over, IVs falling over. Were you there then? No, that okay. happened after you had your surgery. Yes, it did. And you tried, you wanted to get up. Because mm-hmm. um, I went home. And when I, when I, by the time I got from Longstool back to Wurzburg, um, they called me. That's about a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, they called me to tell me you had failed. And I was like, well, how did she fall? She was fine when I left. <laughs> I said, I ain't been gone but five hours. 
and the lady said you were trying to get out the bed because you said that they were trying to kill you. Oh, this wow. was at the lawn stool hospital. Oh, I remember when so, they had to sedate me because I was fighting people yeah. and pulling tubes out of my nose. I heard about that. You, you were, you were, you said they were trying to kill you. And, oh wow! Um, <laughs> the lady said she's only calm when you're here. Um, I said, well, y'all gonna have to I'm sedate. Calm her. when my mom was there. You were kind of out of it when mom was here. When mom was there. Well, at first I didn't know that was my mom. Yeah, you were kind of out of it when mom was there. Um, so. Even the German lady, the German nurse that you had, she said, um, I'm so glad you come by every day. You're the only one that tells her that she's not, we're not trying to kill her so we could give her her medicine. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then, um, oh wow. for some reason, your accident made us like the best of friends. We were instant. That's crazy. And it's amazing what God can do. Actually, that was had to be all God. That was definitely not. Yeah, not that, us. Not at all. Because the way you looked at me, I don't think I would want you touching me. Yeah, but I was the only one you let touch you. You even did my hair. I combed your hair. You washed my I hair. I washed your hair. Yes. I combed your hair. I put your, I dressed you. How did um, you comb my hair in that hospital bed? Remember the bed was a crank bed? It was a crank bed. Girl. I combed your hair. That was a medieval bed. I would not let them... Um, let anybody see you until after you had a bath, fresh clothes, and your hair was combed. Oh, so my So I came every day to give you a bath, change your clothes, comb your hair. Okay, so check it out. I didn't even know I got a bath every day. Every day. I just remembered that one day that I got my hair washed, and I barely remember that. I remember because it was the tub, and yeah, because I couldn't get out of the bed. Do you remember why I washed your hair? No, I don't remember why. Oh, I had those finger waves? Mm -hmm. No, why? You had blood in your hair. I had blood in my hair? Yes. Okay. Why did I have blood in my hair? Oh, I guess right. Accident. That's right. Brain injury. Yeah. Spinal cord injury. And Surgeries. They kept telling me they were going to do it. They were going to do it. And That's nasty. I waited for like two days and they still hadn't done it. So I, I talked to you. I was like, Candace, can I wash your hair? Candace, pay attention to me. And you kept batting at me. I said, Candace, are you telling me it's okay to wash your hair? You bat. I say, bat twice if I can wash your hair. And the nurse was like, you, you talk to her. Like, I said, I have to talk to her. I do not want to do anything to her to make her nervous. I said, it's not wow. going to be good for her. So when the nurse said you were good to her, it's because she started talking to you like I was talking to you. And then I, what, she changed? No. Or did the dose of my medication change? Your medication changed because you were in so much pain. They gave you a higher dose of pain meds in the German hospital. Yeah. That wasn't something that we had at the American hospital. No, because they thought I was an intravenous drug user when they went to yes. knock me out and I was counting back. Yes, I remember because my mom said, that, are you an intravenous drug user? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've never taken drugs. I don't even smoke weed. Never even smoked weed. What are you talking about? And she was like, it must be the medication from the German hospital. And it was because they gave me enough medication to knock out a horse. So. Yeah, they did. You had a very high tolerance for pain medication. Mm. But, um, but the pain was excruciating. The pain was horrible for you. Um, you but you didn't like to be still. 
I still don't. And no, when you're in the hospital, you should have been the patient that was always okay with being still. It hurt. But your body was so so your right arm, luckily your left arm, your left handed, because mm-hmm. your right arm was messed up so bad they had it up here, propped up here. So they had it propped up side, to my shoulder. Yeah, to your side, you mm-hmm. know. And they had another pillow under it like this. Okay, so they had a pillow yeah. under my elbow and my hand. Yeah. Okay. And they had a brace around your neck. Did I have a brace around my neck? I remember having stick pins in my neck. You had a brace around your neck. For how long? The first night I saw you, you had a brace around your neck. Okay, that was the first night. And after that, yes. I didn't have it anymore. No, because that's when they did your first neck surgery. Right. And then... That was a stabilizing column. Because I was about to say, I didn't have a neck brace. Because yep. I remember... And then they, I remember they would turn my body. They had to. Um, to keep... Because you couldn't technically move. I know I couldn't move. But you was trying. <laughs> you wouldn't yes, be I was. still. Because it was uncomfortable. I felt like I was a pretzel. Like my body was twisted. It was so twisted that when they went to roll me on the other side... When they went to roll me from my right side to my left side, it just was up in the air. It was, mm-hmm. I couldn't lay flat. Mm-hmm. My body was crooked. So, not only did you have a pillow under your right arm, you had pillows underneath both of your legs. Okay. So, when they Like moved under my you, knees, under my thighs. Like this. Okay, so you're like demonstrating. You're... Like right there. No. So it's like a T so position. Need, so yeah. I'm horizontal and the pillows are yeah. vertical. Like that. Got it. And you weren't supposed to have been moving your legs. But of course, Candace was being Candace. <laughs> and you were moving. So finally, um, they said, okay, she has to have the other surgery, which was the surgery on your right leg. I had surgery on my leg? Mm-hmm. Where? Yep. You don't have a scar right here? That's my pelvis. You don't have a scar? I have a scar. Okay. I call it your leg, but it's your pelvis. Your okay. All right. Why do you have a scar on your pelvis? Because they took some of the bone out. Why? To put it in my neck. Okay. So you do remember that. I only remember that because my mom told me that, but I don't remember that. Yes, they did. So I had two neck surgeries? You had quite a, you had quite a few surgeries when, when you first had the accident. Oh, That's wow. That's why you didn't get home for Christmas. I didn't? No. You went from the German hospital to the Lonsdale hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did not know that? Yes. Hmm? And then I had a surgery when I got to Lonsdale. Yes, you did. Okay, this has definitely been a wonderful Disney trip. I've learned a whole bunch about my accident. Why have you never told me this before? Because it makes me sad. Why does it make you sad? And I'm up walking around. That's not the point. What's the point? It took all of that for me to even like you a little bit. <laughs> but it got worse after you moved into my house. What? Yes. You are the meanest person in history. I am not. Okay. You showed your natural colors yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, was that today? No, that was yesterday. Today you were fine. Okay. When, when you get attached to someone like I got attached to you and it was time for you to go home... That almost broke my heart. 
So my husband promised me that we would always check on you. So when you, <laughs> your neighbor claimed to check on you and all this stuff and she was going to do this, she was going to do that. Yeah, but I remember moving from your house to the barracks. I didn't move into my house right away. I know. I moved, Well, actually, I was supposed to be in the barracks, but I wasn't in the barracks. I was at your house. Mm-hmm. Until your husband came home. When your husband you came home, I had to move out. No, you did not. You chose to move. I was not going to live and in a house with a husband and a wife. That is just not cool. Not, I just, mm-mm. even though nothing would have happened with your husband and me, it's just the principle. Single women don't live in that, even though I was married. I was married, and you tried to get me back with my husband. Yeah. You tried to play matchmaker, yeah. and I begged you not to. Yeah, and you but I didn't like, know he was such a butt white. The more I got to know him, the more I was not comfortable with you staying at the house with him. Yeah, and he didn't stay at the home. My command made sure that he moved out because he didn't take care of the quarters as he was supposed to as a dependent. Let's talk about driving. (laughs) What about it? And I'm just mad at you because I had to drive. Uh, you you had to drive sometimes. Okay. And if you did, let me ask you this question. And you always ask, I always, you always fuss about me making you drive. Had I not made you drive, do you think you ever got behind the wheel of a car as fast as you did? I don't know. I can tell you no. You don't know. You want to know why? You fought me so bad that day. I had to go in my room and close the door. And you was hungry as a... You was so hungry that day. And I said, I'm not cooking. I'm not feeding you. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I said, you can go around the corner to McDonald's. Round the corner and eat. <laughs> I love me some Fish Max. I'm yes, saying. you did. I love Fish you Max in like, Germany. Well, why can't you go get it? I said, because I don't feel like going nowhere. But Why? I said, Candace, you have been in this house, not going anywhere. I've been waiting on you hand and foot for almost five months. <coughs> you can drive around the corner. I said, your physical therapist said you need to get out and start doing stuff on your own. They told me I was handicapping you. You were. You're such a good caregiver. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> Why do I want to? It's like you're enabling me. And so then you decided instead of easing out of it, no, this is what you did. You either starve or you go get you something to eat. And you know what you did? You I went to go get did? something to eat because I'm what, not going to starve. Nobody's going to do. I cussed you out. And you didn't bring me nothing back. I sure didn't. I cussed you out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best night ever. I'm like, this ever. Yep. Make me drive. And the problem with driving wasn't just that I was driving. It was somebody else's vehicle. Yeah, and I was just yeah. not in a predicament to, I wasn't in a situation to pay for somebody's car if I had a wreck. And then I was like, and if I have another wreck. You'll never drive again is what you said. I Exactly. I was like, I will be dead. And I told you, I said, Candace, you will be fine. I said, if you don't have faith in you, I have faith in you. And you cussed me all the way down the elevator. Mm-hmm. You cussed me till the elevator closed. So I jumped in the window 
to see if you were actually get in the car and drive. When I saw you get in the car, you sat there for about 10 minutes. Then I ran to the balcony to see if you were going to actually drive off. <laughs> you drove off like a 75-year-old lady behind the wheel. Do you know how hard it is to drive with one side of your body? But you I have foot drive. So, you, you know, to put your foot on the but accelerator, then to pick it up to hit the brake, the the time that it takes to move from the accelerator to the brake is great. Did you know so, that? I had to start braking long before. Did you do it? I did do it. And how did you feel when you came back? Full, because I had to eat dinner. I wasn't. Then, I didn't feel liberated then, then. And then what did you start doing? I started driving because I was like, I can go do stuff. Exactly. You are not the end all be all. You are not the reason why I'm driving. You can say what you want. The devil is a lie. <laughs> oh, thank you. And, and if if you, I never told you, thank you, thank you. You always do. I still don't like you. Because you make matter. me do stuff I don't want to do. And what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to be the one to say, Candace, you can't, when I know Candace, you can. And I knew that I could. It just was, it was hard. So, I, and to this day, I can't take skidding. I no, can't take skidding. Can't. Cannot. I cannot take the sound of, like, cars going through snow. None of that. I, I, I literally can't do it. Anything that reminds me of that sound... When I'm riding in my hand cycle and I turn a corner, if I go in too fast, I feel uneasiness. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I have hot flashes and just I'm overwhelmed with overwhelmed with anxiety. I still to this day can't take those things. And it's still hard for me to fall asleep in the passenger seat of a vehicle. I cannot it, it bothers me to have other people drive. I feel helpless. It's as though I need to be in control at all times. And so I would prefer to drive rather than to ride with somebody. True. I know. But I always ride with you. That that's Yeah, you do ride I with me. I will ride with you. You you I'm about the probably the only one that you ride and trust. Yeah. Better than just I mean I trust my mom's driver. Well, I used to. My mom didn't drive anymore, but when she drove, I trusted my mom's driving because my mom drove me outside, from the time I was outside, a kid. Outside your immediate family. Not even that. No, I trust my mom's <laughs> driving. Your mom is your immediate family. Your mom I know, is but your AK. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I didn't say I trusted her driving. I said I trusted my mom's driving. Um, so, being the relationship you and I have, we may not talk for months. We may not see each other for years. But it's like, we never left each other. Right. So. And this is the importance of support. Like, so without support, you really have a difficulty, a difficult time recovering. But that's true, too. I, and I've noticed, I mean, I don't think that you and I have ever accepted the fact that if, I, if you call me, I'm there. No hesitation. I might cuss. Yes. You might cuss. Yes. But I'm there. Yes. We are. And I would be there for you as well. Of course. And as a matter of fact, we have gone through some tough times together. Not just my injury, just some personal emotional things. Yes. Where we 
And that's what friends do, where we had to support each other. Even though we were having a bad time, I think it's because we're both givers and we give. True. And sometimes we give too much. We give a lot of each other. And and then rem- reprimand the other for giving too much. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we argue. Like sisters. But nobody, and I mean nobody, can come between what we have. And that's one of the best feelings of knowing you have that friend. That yeah. you can always depend on no matter what. I'm mad that we haven't had this conversation before. We don't need to have this conversation. We all we ne- we know it, so we never speak it. Is that right? Is that I right? didn't know because I didn't even know about my accident. I was in there more than a month. Yes. How long was I in the hospital? Candace, you had two neck surgeries. Three. In Germany, you must know. I had one in Longstreet. You said I yeah. had. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's three. three. Yeah. My because, bed, yeah. That's three. Yeah. And I thought I only had, oh, and then when I got back to Würzburg, then I had a hand surgery mm-hmm. and a lower back surgery. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of this is correct. Hmm. And your physical therapist, I never forget your actual therapist therapist, um, told me I, I can't handicap you and that I needed to Was that Brian? No, that wasn't a therapist therapist. He was the assistant. I don't know. We had therapy sessions together. Because mm-hmm. I know you used to tell them I used to do everything for you, and then they told me I was handicapping you. Well, you did. I was like, well, I'm supposed to be moving my fingers or moving my legs, or I'm supposed to be doing this. But when I stopped doing everything for you, I used to always wonder. I used to, I used to make you drive me to work. <laughs> I remember because I, I had to keep the car. Yep. To go to therapy. I didn't know that that's why I took you. I thought I only took you to work because I had therapy. No. Because you used to get off work all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you worked at the hospital. Yes. And I met you at therapy oh all the time. gosh. I remember the migraine headaches. They were the worst. <laughs> I remember I remember one episode because you cussed out a doctor. I remember. That's the only one I remember. That was because we were they in the were, ER, and I got put out the ER. I remember they were deli- de- I can't even say it. Debilitating yeah. headaches. We did everything we could at home. The migraines and were really you had bad. One so bad. I'd have to go to the ER every time I had a migraine. That one night, um, they gave me the nausea medication, but I don't think they gave it to me in the right order. And then they gave me the Imatrix. And I had to have all of these medications through an IV. And I remember as soon as we walked out of the hospital, I threw up. Yes. And I had to take you back. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got put out the ER. Actually, they called my supervisor, which happened to be um, one of your Mason brothers. Sorry, first class, George W. White. I remember Sir White. <laughs> Sir White was your boss. Why? Did, I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, I miss him. I miss talking to all the Germany crew, but 
Oh my gosh, you got put out of the ER. I remember because that officer was so irate. He was a captain. Yes. Young. And he slowly found out who I was. Oh my gosh. Later. When he saw you around the hospital. I know yep. he felt like sheep dip. Yes. But, it was um, funny though. It was, but yeah, they were bad headaches. I don't remember when they stopped. Um, they didn't quick. stop until, until years later, wasn't it? It was years Yeah, later. years later. I mean, I was home. Yeah. You were still And they were still going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was years later. It was years later. Yeah. At least five or six running would not have been possible. Nope. Not at all. But you're an overcomer and you did extremely well. This story reminds me of Psalms 110 and 1. A Psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. What is a footstool? A footstool is support. And God took a person that did not like me, an enemy per se, and provided her to me as support in my time in need. Think about that. That is amazing. That is a miracle. That is something that happens in real life. And we all need support. No matter what traumatic event we're going through, we need someone to provide us with support. Sometimes it's hard for people to support us because they have not gone through what we've gone through. And that's why support groups are important. The people that have injuries or gone through trauma similar to yours can be your sounding board. While that privileged person that's never gone through any trauma is able to go to the movies and take your mind off things, that support system of people that have gone through or have provided care to someone that has gone through, the therapists that are available to counsel you or to help you get back on your feet are very important in your life. Don't sit at home isolated. Don't sit at home wanting to get out. Or thinking, I'll be better just closed up in the house by myself. That's when the depression sets in. You've got to get up. you got to get out. You've got to get moving. What's wonderful about this and what you didn't hear in this episode is, I was with Denise for five days. And in those five days, she watched me suffer and it hurt. She tried to care for me the best that she could. I had no idea what that dopey challenge was going to do to me mentally, emotionally, or physically. But she was there for support. I could have asked many people to come with me on that trip, but I needed someone that I knew that would care for me. And I chose her. And I'm glad that I did. And now she wants to join me again next year. And she's actually going to train. She's been inspired by me to start moving. She's going to do another 5K. She did the 5K with me this year. And yes, she left me. And you'll hear all about that next week. But she's going to do not only a 5K, but she's going to do the 10K the next day and be with me. That's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening. 
On next week, we'll discuss the Dopey Challenge, those four incredibly rough days. And then, if that was not enough, I boarded a ship and did another challenge, the Castaway Challenge. And if that wasn't enough, once I docked at home, I headed to the expo to get ready for the Chevron Marathon. Until then, be sure to like this podcast, leave a comment, make it a favorite. Check with me on Facebook for daily motivation. Follow me on Facebook at iRace or follow me on Twitter at Kane Runs, K-A-N-E-R-U-N-S. Follow me on Instagram at Candy underscore 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 Kane. Have a great day. Be blessed.